us. It's how, it's how we communicate, how we show love. Or like, I saw this funny thing and I want to share it with you. Yeah, precisely. That's it's basically, yeah, the 2021 version of a love language. All yeah. yeah. You could say. Sharing memes, sharing TikToks. My memes are my love language. Same, same. <laughs> I'm like queen of memes. I love memes. I have a whole file. I have a whole folder dedicated to memes. Pro- I have, probably have more memes than I have selfies. I'm going to be completely honest. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. Gonna and that's theme, how it should be. But that sounds weird. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds a little queen to, to like other words. It kind of makes me uncomfortable. Actually. <laughs> Can you stop saying it? <laughs> Are you queening right now? You're no. totally queening. <laughs> no. Can we go back in time before you invented that word? <laughs> Help. Get me out of here. I don't want it. I don't want it anymore. Mom, can you come pick me up? They're queaming. <laughs> Mom, no. We're going to keep that. That reminds off. me of a very embarrassing story where I was like, I was like 13 or 14 in my with my friend in her mom's van and I saw oh a cool car and I was trying to be like a cool punk kid and I... <laughs> Saw a cool car and I was like, oh, that car's so cool. I almost creamed myself. No. <laughs> and her mom, and first of all, I had no idea what that meant. I was just trying to be cool. Ew, yeah. And her mom probably never wanted to see me again. Never again. She got anyway. home. She's like, you're never hanging out with her again. <laughs> exactly. That girl's weird. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> She's a creamer, that girl. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I'm so sorry I started. And with that, look what you started, Annie. With that. Annie's fault. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I won't say anything. Okay. The the <laughs> you have to though. I'm Shelby. I'm Sam. It's the rom complex. One, two, one, two, three, four. guests with us that's this is the more guests than we've ever had this is the most on our podcast before welcome please the hosts of the six sad film club podcast we've got shannon annie and dom introduce yourselves hi um i'm the s shannon a writer and artist living in houston i'm the a anna laurie an actress living in los angeles california and i'm the d dominique and I was about to say an actress living in Los Angeles, a DJ and model living in Houston, Texas. You have another life where you're I, also. I think I do. I think maybe, I do. Maybe when you guys go to sleep, you switch bodies and then you. <laughs> you... <laughs> That's yeah. most likely what's going on here. Yeah, it could be. And we are not talking about a body swap movie today, though. Not today. So, no. We are <laughs> not today. Not today. Maybe next time. We are talking, actually. So, uh, guys, as you got all know, we have a guest, and we let the guest pick the movies. And we always ask them, you know, what's a movie that spoke to you? What's something that really messed with your idea of what love and relationships and dating and all that nasty business um, actually does? And so this week we're talking about um, the amazing Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. That's my. Um, Ooh, we've got Michael yeah. Sarah. We've got Kat Dennings. We've got, <laughs> Here's we've got a great adventure around New off. York City. Yes. Uh. We have the big 
fans. And we have uh, Kat Dennings having an orgasm in her dad's studio. We love it. We love, love to see her. it. Love to oh see God. it. After she ate like a full yeah. plate of meat. Even though we don't see it. We don't. We hear it. And yeah. we see yeah. the levels on the monitor. Uh-huh. Very clever. <laughs> no, but that, but that's a good point, Shannon. It's definitely after like a full couple plates of meat because she was like, "Keep them coming, lady." Yeah. Like, <laughs> she's like, "Keep the meat of- coming." Damn, <laughs> <laughs> damn. <laughs> and then she got Michael Sarah's meat. No, I don't oh. think they had sex. I think he just gave no, her no, a little no, one no, too. No. I think yeah, he did some oh. hand stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff. It was some hand stuff. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Hand stuff only. And that's good. First We're date. okay with that. <laughs> we love hand stuff. <laughs> we love hand over stuff. at Success Film Club. <laughs> good. <laughs> Sam, you agree with the hand stuff consensus? Yeah, yeah, I'm there. Hand stuff. I mean, well, it depends okay, on who's okay. doing it, but okay, we'll give a thumbs up. Yeah, that's that's Well, we're not saying it's anyone's hand. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh are we? Michael Sarah's hand. Maybe Chad yeah. Michael Murray's hand. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My, I mean... Michael, no, his hand would probably be slimy and weird and small. No, I love Michael. Why is Michael Sarah's hand slimy? <laughs> no, no, no. He's a cool guy. I just wouldn't want his hand on my privates. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Okay. Yeah. For, before we get into the movie, <laughs> we, we want to ask bad, my bad. you three... Uh, just like, you know, a general relationship, like, question, just to get us in the mood of talking about relationships. And the first question I have for you is, do you believe in love at first sight? Mm. <laughs> Who wants to go first? Uh, and a silence washes over the crowd. <laughs> I can call on someone. I was I, I was a teacher for a little yeah. bit. <laughs> well, because there's, there's a little what? bit of a delay. There's a little bit of a delay. I just want to make sure I'm not talking over anybody. You know what I mean? You going first, Annie? Yeah. So, <laughs> Annie, Annie, why don't you go first? Okay. I was going to say I my answer should definitely be no, but I've had experiences where it's like, yes, this is love at first sight. But you know what? It didn't work out, and surprise, surprise. Mm-hmm. So I feel like no. Yeah, that's a good I, point. Like, solid. it kind of depends on whether or not it works out, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, it feels I'll like see. love, but it's not. Shannon, what about you? Editor's note. Shannon gave a really amazing, insightful, intelligent, awesome answer to that question. Uh, However, I lost the audio for it, so I guess you'll just have to believe me. Okay, back to the episode. Um, I think I used to believe it, love at first sight, but I think that now that I've gotten older, um, I know that it doesn't exist, or I believe it doesn't exist. Um... I definitely believe it in factuation at first sight, but I think it's hard to uh, believe in love at first sight because like Shannon said, you know, in order to love someone, you have to know someone and you can't really know someone when you first meet them. Um, So in factuation at first sight, absolutely. Lust at first sight, absolutely. I want to fuck you right now at first sight, absolutely. But not (laughs) love at first sight. Yeah. Those are all great answers. I think we are we're consistently getting that answer, and we should probably stop asking our guests because they just because it's like every, I don't know if we've ever had someone say yes. I one hundred percent believe in love at first sight. I I don't know if I believe in love at first sight, but I know that I believe that I want it to happen. If that makes sense, like I know that I would love that moment of just like lock eyes and I'm like oh that's gonna be my baby daddy husband not baby daddy I'm not having kids but that's him <laughs> and it's it that's a, it's game over um but it's not happened to me so I'm like oh, okay well I guess it's not real <laughs> no I definitely love the idea of like whoever I end up spending the rest of my life with if I end up spending the rest of my life with someone uh would hopefully be a person that like I first meet them and instantly I'm like okay there's definitely something here and if it ends up being the something that lasts forever for as long as we're both alive then great if not well that's life (laughs) that's life (laughs) can I 
say something gaggy. Yeah. Like, always. Like, what if, like, like, what if, like, us included, what if all of us and the other guests that you've asked say no because we all really want to say yes? <laughs> <laughs> Is everyone a homeless You know, I kind of... I kind of believe that and I think it is something that we have from from these movies where it's like wow that would be nice that would be so simple and it's like you hold on to the idea that that could happen in the the depths of your heart here in, in oh. my little dark heart somewhere I do believe in love at first sight but it, it hasn't matched up with like the realities I've experienced. I don't know if I want someone to fall in love with me like from the first time meeting me. <laughs> You know, I because then it's like, you know, because then they're going to be that's a lot to live up to you guys. Like, that's like I like, okay, I look great. Yes. But like, that's not all there is to me. And I don't look great every day. There are some days I wake up and I don't even want to look in the mirror. Like I I've dated people in the past where they've like projected their shit onto me or projected their Mm -hmm. own idea of who they thought I was going to be or who I should be or who I am but actually am not like and it's just an odd thing and it's like when I was younger it was flattering like oh my god he fell in love with me because I was so hot and so like tall and sexy and like all of these things (laughs) and then it's like no I want someone to love me for what's on the inside because like the outside is gonna change and like Mm -hmm. I'm not always gonna be like cool and sexy and hot like I mean maybe I will who knows but like <laughs> you, you know that's will. not promise yeah. that's not <laughs> promise you know fall in love with what's on on the inside dude uh yeah. so yeah that's kind of that's kind of how I feel that is a great point I love that distinction between the physical aspect of love and the more internal deeper uh personality based thing which it definitely comes up in the movie we're talking about today <laughs> Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist called a segue ladies and gentlemen (laughs) (laughs) yeah I was literally about to say that I was like so actually I was telling Annie this earlier today that I don't think I've ever actually seen this movie before so I'm really excited that you guys picked it um because I think I've always seen parts of this movie or like I definitely weirdly knew about the like orgasm scene that happened or like the I don't know where you hear it I don't know why I knew about that but because I've never seen this movie um but I do think it's interesting that you talk about um falling in love with someone for who they actually are and not just oh that they're hot because that's definitely what Michael Sarah is doing towards the beginning of this film right um he's madly in love with Tris his ex-girlfriend he makes her all these breakup mixes because he doesn't want their relationship to be over um, and to me, I think with a lot of Michael Sarah movies, he's always the guy who's just like hopelessly in love with someone who isn't really either a good person or like doesn't re- that, he, that he doesn't really know. Um, and I think that's such a fun, it's a funny trope that they keep putting on poor Michael Sarah. He's probably like, okay, can I just be a guy? Can we just, <laughs> can't I just be a guy in a movie? He just plays the character so well. He does. Uh, yeah, I guess Nick and Nora set me up for a lot of um, uh, things that I wouldn't get in my love life that I wanted, like finding a boy who will make you a lot of mixtapes. That's a lost art. We don't get that anymore anyway. Um, and somebody who just – I read the book. Somebody who just has the exact same music taste as you. It's so romantic. Um, and then, of course, it being coupled with like a beautiful night in New York City – um and like you know having all these adventures that's why i picked nick and nora uh what about you annie um i mean i kind of think it's one of the most perfect rom-coms because of all the things you said jane and like all the common interests and it's like it's like what we were talking about at the beginning it's like love at first sight but it's all the stuff you like at first sight too like they just had like such a strong connection and they get rid of all the like shitty people instead of it being like a manic pixie, manic pixie dream girl situation. I don't know. Like, it's just cute and I really like it. And it's in New York. I'm yeah. into New York movies. Yeah. Yeah, it does stay away from the whole manic pixie dream girl thing. It could have easily gone there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't. <laughs> yeah. Which was nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love this movie um, because I 
like Shannon mentioned, like I love the idea of making mixes and giving them to people that you like. And I actually did that a lot um, growing up. I, up until recently, still burned mix CDs and listened to them in my car until my CD player stopped working in my car. Yeah. And it, I don't know. It's just, it, it just, I love music. And so that's, I guess, one of my love languages is sharing music that I love with someone that I like. And so movies like, you know, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist and uh, like High Fidelity and stuff like that, like anything where music and love are kind of interconnected, I've always kind of just resonated with it. Um, And it was like the music that they, that was on the soundtrack I was listening to at the time. So yeah. um, yeah, it was just a, it was a really cool romantic comedy because I'm not a huge fan of romantic comedies, but this one did it for me. I love that. I actually, I watched it. I had never seen it before and I watched it with headphones on instead of just on my TV. And I'm really glad I did that oh. because then I got the music right in my ears and it felt like more of a, more of the experience the movie was going for. I love that. That's so cool. I'm always very envious of people who are like, and it's not to say that I'm not into music. I am, I think my interests lie more in film and television and just being able to like fully immerse myself in a story and like, you know, whether it's love or like a romance or like, I don't know, a suspenseful movie. I just love that so much that I'm always really jealous of people that are like, oh, have you checked out? And they have like great music taste. And I'm like, I I don't know what to, like, I just listen to what people tell me to listen to most of the time. So I'm like, oh, okay, like, I like this. And it's usually very like, you know, poppy or whatever. And it's it's a lot of fun for me, but I'm just, I'm really jealous when people are like, oh yeah, these bands that I've never heard of are so great and you should listen to them. I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm sure you have like a lot of TV and movie knowledge that, you know, most people don't have and like can go into stuff that like most people wouldn't be able to hold a conversation about. Um, and I mean, that's cool in itself yeah. too. Definitely. I mean, I Sam like hasn't... that about myself, but I'm also yeah. jealous <laughs> and I want more. You have for an, sure. an excellent memory for quotes. I and do. I think a lot of people are jealous. And of actors that. for some reason. A lot of people whose name we won't name, but might start with the shh sound oh, or jealous are, of your there ability. are two people in this chat that could possibly that could possibly be <laughs> okay oh, i tried to that's... narrow it down but i didn't narrow it down enough <laughs> <laughs> also wait i also picked uh, i love this movie for caroline oh my gosh yeah. oh my god caroline <gasps> caroline, caroline the great. underdog of the story. So, we... so i actually like wrote some of her quotes down um, <laughs> amazing yes <laughs> I'm going to, I got to put on my drunk voice. (laughs) (laughs) Do it. I've been looking at you guys. Have you been looking at me? (laughs) Like in the beginning, whenever she like, yeah, guys, she like hands her drink to Nora. (laughs) Oh, and she's like, is that a turkey sandwich? (laughs) (laughs) Nora, I'm being carried. (laughs) She must have had so much fun. The gum. The gum. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. The gum. No. No. The gum is gross. That is the one thing. If you took that out of the movie, I would would forever be grateful. I just, no, I can't. It was too gross. There's there's something about these rom-coms, these, like, 18-year-old, like, wild night kind of raunchy. But this one isn't that raunchy, but, like, raunchy rom-coms where... Uh, there's always some kind of like vomit humor and <laughs> this is no exception and it really grossed me out because she throws up and then drops her gum and her phone into it and then pulls them both back <laughs> I had to I had to actually look away I could not watch that part the minute and I knew York what she was toilet. going to do yeah. yeah I was like no in a we're bus not. terminal toilet no. dude and that looks like a real like that didn't look like a set yeah <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That looks like a real toilet for in New York. I mean, that's why Gross. actors they really got to go for it and I'm not envious. That's of why guys. they get paid the big bucks, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would agree with you guys, but that scene gave us uh Wannabe by the Spice Girls. So, yes. I 
I, I have to disagree because without that scene, you know, we wouldn't get the. There's the... no movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah You're right. exactly, exactly. It does lead into the the wannabe, the Spice Girls cameo. Mm-hmm. They're not actually there, but their music yeah. is. Right. They're there in spirit. And for me, like the first time I watched this movie when I was going through like my too cool to listen to pop music or too cool to admit that I love pop yeah. music phase. <laughs> um, I was like only listening to indie music and only posting indie music on social media. And so watching this movie and like, oh, I know that band. I know this song. Like, mm. oh, oh, my, oh, the cure, like all that stuff. And then seeing the Spice Girls <laughs> thing and then like being so giddy on the inside yeah. and be like, oh my God, I can be indie and still love the Spice Girls. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> why really not something. both? You know, why right. not both? Right. Like, call me Hannah Montana, baby, because I got the best of both worlds. <laughs> okay, Miley. Love it. <laughs> so, y'all, it seems like you all have are very, like, music-focused. And you there's this tie between music and romance. And I think that has to do with how, you know, with emotions. And music is an art form that's very close to emotion. And obviously, when you're falling in love, you want to feel emotions. Um, but has music ever played, like, a big role in a relationship for you? <laughs> Annie, you're laughing. That was Do the quickest to laugh. I feel like you yeah. have something. Um, in college, I followed around my favorite pop punk bands. And like, no way. What was it? Be. Like an almost famous type situation? Yeah. What was the but emphasis on wannabe? Emphasis on wannabe. But like, yeah, I could oh because I loved God. because I loved the, truly, truly, it was because I loved their music first. That's what, <laughs> I was such an emo kid that it was like oh, your poetry. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so I don't know if I missed it. What was the band? Oh, I didn't say. <laughs> a lady never tells, you know. <laughs> What happens well, on the I road only asked stays because, on like, I really liked um, uh, pop punk at that time. So I was like, God, yeah, got it. Trying to catch her. You tell tell me off off my. Do you have any like stories from that time in your life that like you tell maybe maybe a story you tell at a party about the that time you followed your favorite musicians around? Like anything like super cool happened? You don't have. I mean, you don't have to tell us, but pressure. Um, yeah, I guess like because um okay, well we were talking about misery business, right? And how mm-hmm. um I met Haley Williams at a warp tour right. um barbecue, but I was there to try to get with the guy I thought was cute. But <laughs> so that was like it, like it was all like if it was cool stuff, it was all like that. It was like Yeah. I was there for a mission, but then cool things would like inadvertently happen. Yeah. No, that's awesome. <laughs> Love it. No, nothing I can say that I want to say. <laughs> I, will, I will tell you that I, in high school, had a brief fling with this guy. Um, and now I wish I hadn't started the story because I can't remember the band he was in. But there's this guy. Okay, I'm going to look it up right now. Um, oh, my gosh. It autocorrects. That's a thing. So there it is. Okay, so this guy, I had a brief thing with him. We made out in his car while he was driving. He hit a mailbox in my neighborhood. Um, and then, like, a couple years later, he joined this band, Versa Emerge, which was, like, a popular band at the time. And then I saw a cardboard cutout of them in a shoe store oh while I was in college. And God. I'm like, oh, my God, that's a guy I made out with. Oh my god! I feel like I've heard of them. Yeah, and that's also very Nick and Nora of him to run into your mailbox. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh yeah, it didn't work out with us. I had a crush on somebody else. Uh, You know, too bad. Sorry. When you know, you know. (laughs) Shan Dom. Uh, yeah. To answer, okay. Does does music play a part in who you like? Is that that was the original question? Um, or do you have a relationship story about music playing a role? I mean, I think in, music in a relationship you had. Your music taste is can make or break your relationship. Um, and I mean, music can be so telling to like your politics or just like your values in life. Like them both uh, liking the same indie bands is very specific. They go out of their way to like these bands. You know, it's not top forty. They have to go and find them. They are bragging about this band that you know they have like secret secret cds for like he's like the only person who heard the bootleg like they're 
uh, bragging about how rare it is and like how much time and effort they spend into finding these bands. So like, yeah, it's important. Like your interests um, definitely can make or break your relationship. Um, like if a, a guy tells me he listens to J. Cole, like, okay, I know you probably don't like women. Like you probably are kind of misogynistic. So <laughs> it's, that could be a red flag. So <laughs> Definitely, like, you know, that's actually are important. That's a thing that I've seen too that people um, on dating apps will, because, you know, sometimes you can connect your Spotify history. Um, yeah. They will see that a guy only has male artists in his top. Yeah. And so a lot of women will be like, oh, like, name some, you know, some people that you listen to. And if they, like, don't name any name female a woman. artists, that's For like, dollars name a woman. Right. Yeah. <laughs> name a single any woman. woman. <laughs> What's your mom's name? Just give me something. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Yeah, but I think I, I never thought of that. But like, damn, like you're right. If you won't even take the time to like try to find the art, the artistry that you claim to love by like mm-hmm. a female voice, then what are you, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing here? Yeah. 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 Mm. What about you, Dom? Dom's a DJ. Uh-huh. Dom is a DJ. So music is So music important. means nothing mm. to you, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> yeah music. So... <sighs> To answer your question, music is a very sacred thing for me. So although I love to share music that I love with other people, um, the experience of listening to music is something that I don't necessarily, I guess, share with a lot of people. Um, When I DJ, that's a different thing because I have one goal and one goal only, and that's to fucking party and to rage and to have fun and dance my ass off and sweat and have a good time. But music that I enjoy to listen to on a regular basis, stuff that I like to listen to to wind down, stuff that puts me in a good mood, stuff that puts me in a calm mood. Um, I either listen to that kind of music by myself or I listen to that kind of music with close friends of mine, but I don't necessarily have those experiences with like romantic partners Mm. because I never want to attach music that I love to someone that could be temporary uh, um, yes. because I've, I've had that happen to me one time where I was like dating this guy and I love chairlift. I love Caroline Polachek and chairlift's last album had came out and I was listening to it religiously and I started dating this guy who I really liked and I attached a lot of those chairlift songs that I was listening to with him. So even now, when I listen to that chairlift album, I can't help but to listen to some of those songs and think about my ex because I attached that to him. Yeah. And I never want to do that again. Never. Uh. So, yeah, I kind of learned my lesson with yeah. that. Well, it's a, I guess it's – I mean, that's a really good point and probably why – part of why this movie is so like fraught with tension and Michael Sarah has such a hard time letting go of Triss who I think Triss is treated a little unfairly in this movie like the whole movie she spends trying to like she just wants Michael Sarah in her clutches but we don't really have a background for like why her character is so intent on having his you know, um, attention whereas with Nora's sort of ex Jay Baruchel. Oh, I don't remember anyone's actual Oh my name. god, um, yeah. So he obviously want like was with her for so long because he wants her dad, who's yes. a recording, yes. like a, a producer, whatever, yeah. to um to like blow up their band, get, record his band. Yeah. Uh, so it's like okay, we see where his motivations are. We have no idea what Triss's motivations are. I think we're just meant to assume that she just is like a shitty girl. Shitty girl. <laughs> yeah. Classic rom-com trope it's like the ex is always just this like superficial um she wants him because nora has him oh that's the only yeah and they do that very like obviously too i think just like male attention is like her like superpower like she uses that as like Mm -hmm. her life source so (laughs) so yeah just any with anyone she can get like when when it's being taken away from her that's when she wants it most you know yeah it's so funny. There's a scene in this movie where she's trying to get, um, she's trying to oh, get back dancing. Michael Sarah. Yeah, and she's dancing. Oh gosh, in it's the wind, the, like most like yeah. white girl dance. Wait, no, I would have driven off too. <laughs> my favorite part of that, my favorite part of that, is she goes to take off her jacket, right? And you can tell that the wind was not controlled. That was just the wind no. that night, mm-hmm. and she goes to, like. 
<laughs> throw her jacket, but she's throwing it against the wind, so it kind of doesn't go anywhere when she throws it on the floor. And I'm like, oh no, this poor girl is being made to dance in these windy circumstances. <laughs> and it's so like bad. it's like her hips don't move without the rest of her yeah. body moving too. And it's like you gotta you should some flexibility in there maybe do some yoga some stretches like a king um, king pigeon pose yeah. get the get your hip flexors loosened up back there <laughs> i'm just glad this movie was made before twerking was a thing oh my god like, twerking yeah, was because yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> i can't imagine her trying to throw it back for um oh no. for, for michael sarah <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and he's standing there like a twig, like Nick and nonsense. Yeah, <laughs> oh my not knowing what to do with it. Yeah, oh, I, no. I so like funny. I like when he wipes away the kiss. That was very impactful to me. Yeah, like with the yeah. windshield yeah. wipers. Windshield. <laughs> it is over. Yes, and we're not going to attention to detail. We're not going to get into like a. We have too too many people, too many great stories in here to get into too much of a synopsis, but. <laughs> So if you're listening and you're like, oh, I don't know what's going on, go back and watch that movie. Just it's go watch it. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Watch it with headphones. You get the soundtrack. Yeah. Three ninety nine to rent on Prime. There you go. Or if you it. have, or go your sources. Local Goodwill. Yeah. <laughs> go get it on DVD from Goodwill. You, you still got a DVD player. Oh my gosh, I haven't had a. DVD Wait, what's your player? source, Shelby? I'll send you a <gasps> link later. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I have a VHS. DVD double. No way. Player. Yeah. Come to your house. Which, Let's go watch some movies. Hey, come come on over. Come on over. I got a got a whole thing. Oh, of I them. love that. Thank you. But yeah, I so weirdly enough, I graduated high school in 2012, and our graduation gift was this DVD VHS player thing. Oh my god. And I think I was the only person. I think I was the only person in my fucking class who was like glad to have gotten this i think everybody else was like what the fuck is this it's 2012 who still watches like vhs who still has me and i was like my black guy, i do I, it's retro I guys my so too. literally yeah. hello yeah hello but i guess not everyone can be a pop culturist That's like true. Uh, we are <laughs> So in this movie, they have a very rom-com moment in the bar. Okay, so um, Kat Dennings, Nora, is going out. They're looking for Fluffy. Or they're going to see a band before they look for Fluffy. Where's Fluffy, the band that they – you have to go on a scavenger hunt to find them. Um, But she sees Michael Sarah playing, and then she sees him at the bar, and she – uh, is trying to make Triss jealous because Triss is also kind of like bullies her a little bit. Yeah. So um, Nora goes uh, over to Michael Sarah and just kisses him and is like, can you pretend to be my boyfriend? And she doesn't and know love that he's uh, Triss's she ex doesn't, also. Exactly. Um, even though she already has a thing for Triss's ex, this right. kind of mystical character in her mind who <laughs> makes all these great mix CDs. Um, and it just so happens to be Michael Sarah, who she asked to fake date her. And we love a fake date trope do. on this podcast. It's my favorite thing. It's very much a rom-com moment. So we want to hear from you guys. Want do, it. do you want it? Yeah. Do you, do you want it? Yeah, like right now. You know, you're going to have to like go to like a concert no, or something. I don't want <laughs> but we want to know if you guys have any rom-com moments. Have you ever had like a rom-com moment in your life? I, I can start with one because I just thought of this the other day where I was I had this crush in high school. I had this crush on this guy, Jacob, and we're both in the marching band. Mm. Um, and I was such a loser. I would run ar- I was like running around and I slipped and fell just right on my butt. And then I look up and of course Jacob is standing right there. Of so course. I in true rom-com fashion, in true like m- comedy fashion, I'm like, oh hi Jacob, how long have you been there? <laughs> And that is my Oh my god, you're the clumsy girl in the rom com. Yes. Love it. We did make out in his car until I realized that we were never gonna do anything more than that. And he didn't actually like me, he just liked making out with me. So oh my god. he's married now. Whatever. Anyway, have you guys ever had a rom com <laughs> moment? <laughs> um I kind of have. I have like a the one that got away type of situation. Mm. Um I 
was at Free Press Summerfest. I think this was 2015, 2014, 2015. And um, I was there with a bunch of friends. I was like in a huge friend group. And uh, one of my friend's cousins was there. And like, I couldn't tell if he was gay or not, but I was also just like, and he was really cute, but I was just so like engulfed in what I was doing. And then like, there was like other things at play too. And I didn't, re- I didn't realize that he was like trying to flirt with me, trying to talk to me, was into me. And I was just like oblivious AF that day. And like, we, I don't know how we ended up coming back together, but we ended up talking somehow. And he was like, yeah, I liked you, but like, I didn't know if you were into me because you weren't really like whatever. And I was like, oh, I didn't. I just, the, it just went way over my head. Um, and it's just been one of those things where like, we kind of sort of talk and we would like talk to each other and send each other pictures and it was like cute. And then I got a boyfriend, so we had to stop talking and then me and the boyfriend broke up and then we kind of started talking again. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he just recently like, and this was like years and years and years ago. And he just recently hit me up, I think, and was like, hey, I hope you're doing well. So it's one of those situations where it was like, maybe one day our paths will cross again and the we'll story's like, happily not over. ever after. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. It's I'm one of those things where it was like to happen for you. Thank you. I, want it. Thank I have. You. I actually have a similar situation where like a, a guy that I dated when I lived in Chicago, back and forth, back and forth. We rarely ever talk. And then like, I don't know, maybe like uh, October of last year, I get a text from a number I don't recognize, and it's like, hey, this was my new number, and I was like, you gave me <laughs> your new number. What? me you know um yeah and it's that it's like we i think he's dating someone right now because he hasn't responded to any of my messages but oh it'll happen for you right if it's meant to be Mm -hmm. if it's meant to be it's meant to be so romantic (laughs) what about either of you annie shannon Mm, i can go uh let's see so i was uh briefly a bartender um and I was bartending at this student pub in London and it was like Czechoslovakia night or something. Oh. Um, it's super loud. Uh, I'm not a good bartender. Okay. I also have bad hearing. And uh, <laughs> so a lot of like Eastern, a lot of Eastern European um, people are asking me for their drinks and they're asking for water, but I keep giving them vodka because I hear vata. So they're like, trying to do a British accent <laughs> with their accent. And so, of course, I'm giving them vodka shots when they want water. Um, and there's a guy at the end of the bar who, like, sees this whole thing happen. And, you know, he starts talking to me. He's like, oh, you're American. And um, he's laughing at how clumsy the whole thing was. And we ended up going on a date the next day. Uh, so, yeah, that was mine. What about you, Annie? I love that. Oh, yeah, I really, really love cute. that story, Shannon. <laughs> I love you being like, I'm a bad bartender. I'm not. I'm not good. I haven't done it since then. Yeah. Um, Shannon, I'm gonna tell the niece story. Shannon and I met when we studied abroad, and um, we went to this um, French restaurant. And Shannon liked him first, but he was very cute. This waiter. <laughs> oh yeah, we brought but- both of our moms there separately to that restaurant. <laughs> so darling. Um, actually he was very 2009 cute, which I think is when this movie came out, right? Or 2012, sorry, 2012. Yeah. Or, yeah long shaggy anyway, hair. Yeah, long oh. shaggy hair. Um, but I, one day it was like raining and we were leaving lunch. Shannon, it was just Shannon and I. And for some reason, my bag got stuck on the door. <laughs> and I was like, I kept going like, oh, the, oh, the. Like, it was like a cartoon and he came over in his cute little French accent and he was like are you stuck? Are you stuck? Yes. Yeah I'm stuck. I don't even remember what happened yeah. after that but that was it. You should have been like yeah but yeah. I don't mind I'll stay here. That's fine. <laughs> well, it's like the weirdest part of that story is that like I posted something on my Facebook story for like the first time in forever and he looked at it like so he's still my Facebook friend <laughs> that guy. <gasps> oh my god. This follows you like that was 2011 yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, that was ten years ago. Maybe he's no. waiting for his two favorite Americans to come back. <laughs> like, does he know, you know who we are? Like, <laughs> yes, forever. Yes, he met both of our moms. He met all of our parents. You know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So you guys are basically ready to get engaged. It's fine. Yes. Oh, perfect. 
<laughs> Our that. husband. There's a big beefy uh, foreign guy in this movie. I want to say he's like European, but then I, when he talked, I'm like, wait, he might just be American, but has yeah. that European vibe. I think he's just but the a guy. Man of the, straight they up call German. him big, yeah. big beefy, oh, big beefy guy. But I got German vibes from him got, too. Yeah, for German sure. Yeah. Um, and his name is Luthario. Like that sounds like a Pokemon. Okay, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what you're doing. Sam, my my. <laughs> musical friend he's he's in the original cast of spring awakening <gasps> that makes sense that's why he looks german perfect yeah. that's what i got it i could see it Sorry. well he was i mean he comes in and just as like kind of a side guy he comes in and like okay so in this movie something i noticed is that nick's friends scott pilgrim's friends love him so much like they're they like do. why do they love him so much he doesn't do anything <laughs> but we're just i guess the fact that they love him so much makes me think he must be a good guy i think he's and just so, also one of those like puppy dog type human yeah, beings where like is. that gets yeah. adopted mm-hmm. by a friend group and they're like we must protect the innocent one you know like i feel like that's that's the vibe that they all give me that's true. It was also cool for me to see as a little queer kid uh, growing up because I like it's rare that you see like relationships between men, whether they be heterosexual or gay. And like, even though like his bandmates were all like gay and he wasn't, it was still cool to see like guys loving guys in, yeah. a, in a in a non-sexual way yeah. or a non like you know, trying to get something out of the relationship way. It was just like a genuine like friendship between guys. And like, it's like rare to see that on screen in the way that we saw it in Nick and Nora's infinite playlist. And um, that was cool for me. Cause I mean, like I didn't see up until seeing like Nick and Nora's infinite playlist, there wasn't a lot of like, for me that I was like aware of positive representation of gay people in TV and movies. Um, like you have the will and grace, but like I, I didn't watch that growing up. You have like the L word also didn't watch that growing up. Queer as folk didn't get into that until later on in life. Um, so all I knew was like the stereotypical gay best friend or the stereotypical hairdresser or the stereotypical fashion designer. Um, and so seeing like these like gay characters in this badass band, like just being cool and not, you know, being stereotypical gay best friends like it was really cool for me yeah yeah i think it's also really great too that that um nick the nick uh michael sarah's character as nick um he was in a gay band but he wasn't like like people would be like oh you're in that gay band he's like yeah i'm not gay but yeah i'm a united but it wasn't like i feel like anytime maybe in movies and maybe in real life too it's like straight men never want to be associated yeah. with being gay mm-hmm. and they're so like yeah yeah but they're the gay ones yeah. i'm the straight yeah, one he wasn't, right but he was just he wasn't yeah, anti-gay he wasn't, he right wasn't anti-gay he was he just, just kind of like, like yeah <laughs> yeah i do feel like our bar for michael Sarah is a little low because there is that part where his friend is holding his hand and like and is like look people don't oh. need you know like to fuck all night or whatever or to be with you forever it's just want to hold your hand so he's holding his friend's hand and then some like another couple walks by holding hands and they kind of like acknowledge each other and michael sarah's like okay that's enough like he doesn't want to hold hands with his (laughs) friend anymore because someone saw it (laughs) i will say to michael sarah's defense i have had straight girlfriends who have like wanted to like play couple i guess mm. which okay that's fun for 30 seconds but after yeah. a minute or so in the like, way okay <laughs> let's get off you know like yeah. love you but don't want to play couple with yeah. you right yeah <laughs> straight rights, yeah. right yeah <laughs> uh, yeah i think they have enough but yeah you're right you're right (laughs) no I totally love that and I love I love male friendships and everything Mm -hmm. like every time there's a male friendship I'm like why do I connect to this so much like I'm not male and I have friends but like why um it is it was so it was really beautiful I think it's more so like like, the men they're just like us you know like (laughs) like celebrities (laughs) Yeah. Like, oh wait men can have feelings i do think it's also like that michael sarah is one of those okay uh, 
full disclosure, I'm not a, I'm not sexually attracted to Michael Sarah. I know people are. I know people find him hot. There we go. We've got. I stand with you, <laughs> Sam. You. I stand I'm with not, you. Okay, so here's the thing. I'm not attracted to Michael Sarah, but the scene at the very beginning when they're at the, where they're playing and um, Nora's kind of like checking him out from the audience and he's just like kind of like solemn and like playing his bass. I'm like, okay, okay, <laughs> I see yeah. something. I see something. Mm-hmm. But I do yeah. think Michael Sarah is one of those. Um, like people that you see in movies that kind of more so uh leans towards the female gaze a little bit because he's not yes. very like he's not a chris evans type <laughs> Shannon. <laughs> Shannon's like, yes. No. <laughs> yes he does because he's like he's soft and palatable yeah and like he he'll is, make right, he is. yeah and like yeah awkward. that's no. you know and he's comfortable being a, a like best friends with gays like yeah. right <laughs> And it was such, like, a cute yeah. scene, too, whenever him and um, Nora are, like, doing it. And he's like, wait, this looks like Dev's bra. And it's, like, it's because it is his bra or yeah. whatever his character's <laughs> yeah. name is. I don't it remember is. the it's character Dev. name. But he was like, yeah, he was like, this looks oh, like he recognized Dev's bra. the bra. <laughs> I was like, aw. Yeah, he recognized the bra. So I was just like, this is such a cute movie. Yeah. This is such a cute movie. And then I think, honestly, I don't know if I would have loved it as much as I did. I mean, yes, the music the casting, the Spice Girls, all that. But Caroline really just drove it home for me. Like, mm-hmm. she really was a star of this movie. She, she was hilarious, but yes. she gave me so much anxiety. I was like, oh, my God. Because, like, I'm sorry. If you have ever been – if you are or have ever been the mom friend, you – don't like uh-huh. Caroline because I have had so many friends that I've had to <laughs> rescue from the clutches of death because they just got too drunk at a party or like whatever. And I'm like, her lines hysterical. Like the actress mm-hmm. that plays her genius. It's perfect. But like PT- Nora, PTSD. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why is that also <laughs> point not wearing pants? Literally. Yeah. Genius, but like those PTSD flashbacks, I was like, oh no, oh no, she someone has to get her home. She needs water. She needs to go to bed. Yeah. Yes. Yes. She is unrealistically awake for way too much <laughs> <of> this movie. <laughs> because pills. she's gone around. She's Yeah. Yeah, it must be. She's having her own adventure. It's four in the morning and she's still awake. Yeah. The sun starts rising and she's listening to the band because like they find they end up finding where's Fluffy, but Michael, Sarah, and Nora <laughs> leave right at the last minute because yeah. they want to get away from their exes, and it's more important to be with each other. Mm, false. <laughs> it's more important to be at the concert but you've been trying to find all fucking night. What? I would I would stand outside and be like, okay, I don't I'm still going to listen to this. Though, but by 4 a.m., my ass is going to bed. I would have I was asleep five hours before 4 a.m. <laughs> like, yeah. like, fuck you, where's Fluffy? I'm going to sleep. I will see y'all on YouTube. Um, right. But these are, these it. are like, they're seniors in high school. You have a True. lot more Yeah, they have all then, the energy in the world. You know? yeah. It's New York. It's like, where are their parents, though? My mom would never let me out that late. They're rich. They're, yeah, they're they got a rich all-girl right. yeah. I think, school. yeah, only she's yeah. rich. Mar- Michael Sarah is not rich, but I think he's old. I think he's out of school. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I think he's in school because he says, like, he calls oh, um, was her last year. Tris yeah, in the beginning and is leaving today. her a – yeah, he's leaving her a message, and he's like, I stayed home today, took, like, a mental health oh, day. Right. <laughs> Had some creative projects to work on. Yeah. Let, exactly. <laughs> that cracked me up. When I Didn't was have like, anything to do with you, though, so don't worry. I feel like every time someone has said, I have some creative projects I'm working on and finishing up here, they're lying. Yeah. <laughs> they're, yeah. like, absolutely lying. Yeah. Be specific or you are a liar. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I do want to talk about Kat Dennings for like 10 seconds because I fucking love her. Mm-hmm. She Lois. is yes. and forever will be that like archetype of the like sassy, smart, quick-witted, fucking yeah. gorgeous uh, person. And I just think she's so good in this movie at just, just she's like no bullshit. And I fucking love that. I'm like, yes, mm. fucking Hand Michael Sarah his ass when he's being an asshole to you. Like, yes, walk away, get a cab, get out of there. 
Yeah. And I, I really like her chemistry with Tris, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I like their little back and forth. Like, oh, hey, Tris, I've been looking for you everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's, yeah. like, so she's so put together and so, like, effortlessly cool. Um, and just, like, uh, by extension of her dad being this, like, uh, famous producer A&R guy, like, she has this wealth of knowledge about music as well. And mm-hmm. she's just really able to hold her own against um, against Michael Sarah and against Jay Baruchel. Is it Baruchel? Um, yeah. Not that he knows that much about music, Jay Baruchel, but she is able to like, <laughs> you know, be at a higher level than he is. I guess not not beneath her, not beneath him. For sure, they and you can see like she obviously like lets him like pull her aside at certain points, but you know like she she has her own personality they this movie gave her her own personality and her own um motivations and Mm -hmm. i always like that because i think a lot of rom-coms and teen movies you're kind of like at least one of the characters is left with like why are they there what are they getting out of this like what are they doing and she actually has a full personality yes both nick and nora seem like real characters Mm -hmm. yeah Mm-hmm. And she's self-aware too, because she even tells Nick, like, "Yeah, I know, like, Taj isn't like a it's the, his name is Taj, right? Tall, like, tall, tall, yeah. tall. Okay. She's like, I know Tall isn't like a good guy or whatever, but like, it's just nice to feel special sometimes. Like, yeah. it's just nice to yeah, like, he was, like be wanted and have yeah. someone. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and like, especially when you're a teenager, like, that's really important, you know, when you're someone who's kind of misunderstood, kind of an outcast, kind of like, you know, you don't really like." have all that much stuff in common with your friends um it's cool to have someone um there who like understands you and makes you feel good so even if you know that person like isn't right for you um sometimes isn't right for you is better than being lonely true that's a great point so does anyone else have like final thoughts about the movie i love the soundtrack yeah for sure the soundtrack The soundtrack's so good. Bishop Allen had an actual cameo. Um, mm-hmm. It's just good feels, and it just um, makes you feel the magic of what it would be like to just have a an adventure in New York City that lasts all night long with your friends. Definitely. Sure. Like I said, watching with headphones was amazing, especially, I mean, I started it last night and finished it in the morning, so when I started it, I was uh smoking a little weed and have that <laughs> and then like the music in my ears and this cute story going on i was you like this vibing. is vibing i loved it best i was definitely to, vibing <laughs> yeah best way to experience this movie for sure <laughs> for sure and like the same way um in our freaky friday episode how i said i want pink slip to be a real band i want the jerk offs to be a real band <laughs> I thought they were this is full of yeah, because yeah. <laughs> Screw the Man was a good song, and I used to listen to that song <laughs> heavy. It, was, it used to be on a few of my playlists, actually. I loved it. I, I actually really liked it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, it's so good. I want to screw that man. And I'm like, you don't want to hear that. You don't really hear that in other movies. It's just cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and is there, has there ever been another movie where we get, like, a gay, like, punk band? Like a gay rock band. I certainly can't think of one. I can't yeah. either. Josie well, and the Pussycats? <laughs> Josie and the Pussycats. I'm going to count it. Queer coded. <laughs> it definitely <laughs> queer coded. Yeah. Oh, no. DeJour, Backdoor Lover. Mm. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Josie yep. and the Pussycats is an amazing movie, and we should definitely talk about love it on this podcast. Love it, love it, love it. We we'll have y'all back on it. to talk about yeah. Josie and the Pussycats. We would love to come back and talk about Josie and the Pussycats with y'all. <laughs> Uh, before we close out, we do want to hear if you, if any of you three have relationship advice for our listeners. Like if you have one small piece of advice for romantic relationships for our listeners. Something you live your life by when it comes to romance that you want to tell us. Uh, yeah, I'd say what's really working for me or what I noticed was a turnaround for me is you know, I have an anxious, anxious attachment style um, mm-hmm. where I'm always like afraid something bad's going to happen. Um, and 
what I found that like cures my anxiety or at least helps me battle it is do do you actively want to be there? Worrying more so about like, are you enjoying yourself? Are you having a good time with this person? Rather than focusing on, oh my God, do they like me? Do they, you know, are they obsessed with me? Are they going to leave? Like taking away that and just worrying about your own stuff. Do you like them? Because you could say no, you can walk away. Um, You don't have to be attached to someone just because it's they're there and you want something to project your feelings onto. Um, choose people that really make you happy, you know. That is excellent. That's advice. great. <laughs> Thank mm-hmm. you. Mic drop. Who wants to go next? <laughs> Who's next? <laughs> Annie. Um, Annie, you want to go? Com- communication. <laughs> I don't know. If you need a second, I can go. Can you? <laughs> yeah, that's good. If you don't have any oh. advice, that's good too. We're all yeah, learning here. <laughs> can you hear me? Oh, I have a delay now. I said communication. (laughs) Communication from Annie. Great advice, Annie. Great advice. That's great. (laughs) Um, I guess the advice that I will share uh, with your listeners, I, and this is just what I found for myself in my years of dating um, and falling in and out of love, I've found that I am the most happy and successful in romantic relationships uh, when I make sure I'm good first. Mm -hmm. Like when I make sure that I'm the happiest that I can be, I'm the healthiest that I can be, I'm putting myself first and not um, sacrificing too much of myself or giving too much of myself to another person. Um, Because with me just being the type of person that I am, I tend to like get lost in relationships um and not on purpose but just I get I just fall so in love so fast and I get so invested in other people that I kind of lose track of my own self um so just working on dating myself uh loving myself taking myself out doing nice things for myself so that when other people do it for me it's nice but I know that like anything that I want I can provide yeah, I love that. Yeah. I wish that I had taken that advice to heart when I was younger. <laughs> not, Me too. It, it takes time to learn that stuff. Yeah. It does. It does. <laughs> yeah. And it's not an easy road getting to this point where you can like genuinely say this and genuinely believe it and do it. Yeah. Um, it, it was a lot to get here and it wasn't easy. Um, but I appreciate all the you know, romantic experiences that I've had because they've taught me not only a lot about other people and like what I want out of a relationship, but a lot about myself. Yeah, that's great. So what we're saying, I think, is to be like Kat Dennings and stand up for yourself and not like Michael Sarah and give up (laughs) your interests for the hot girl. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Period. Well, do you, um, well, what? Where did my words go? Well, that's fun. I made yeah. it through almost the whole episode without losing my brain. Um, it's okay. We're at the final stretch, Shelby. You got you this. Thank you so much for coming on. Yes, thank you guys so much for talking to us today. Thank you for having um, us. We yeah, had so much fun. We also had a lot of fun talking about Freaky Friday. Uh, wow, even I fucked up. Freaky Friday <laughs> on the Six Film Club podcast, which you guys should 100% go check out. Um, tell our listeners where they can find you on Instagram and all that kind of fun stuff. We yeah, we're at... on Instagram and Twitter. Oh, sorry. Go, 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 go. You, you, you. Um, <laughs> we alternate we... every word. You each say it. <laughs> One word at a time. <laughs> One word for each of us. Yes. We're going to break it up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can um, hit us up uh, at sixadfilmclub at gmail.com. Uh, our website is sixadfilmclub.com. And you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at sixadfilmclub. Um, and then we're also on all your sh- favorite streaming platforms where you listen to the Rom Complex. So yeah. where you find the Rom Complex, you can find. Now I'm doing it. All of us. Where, where you find the Rom Complex is where you can find Six Sad Film Club. Yeah, <laughs> and guys, uh, also make sure to check us out. Uh, the Rom Complex. Uh, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, send us an email. We've actually gotten a few emails from people, which we love. We love receiving emails. Uh, the rom complex at gmail.com. It really makes us happy to get emails. We really it does. love it. 
So it if does. you love this episode and want us to pass a message along to Six Ad Film Club, do it yourself. <laughs> email them. They give you their email address. <laughs> you can also email us. Or if you have another podcast that you love that you want to hear crossover with the Rom Complex, email us. Let us know. But most of all, on top of everything, keep falling in love Aww. with yourselves. Yeah. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>